I am the architect. I created the Matrix. Shall we play a game? So here we are. Here we are, Brian Clausen and I. Brian, who's been on here once before, an avid Democrat, sent me an email. He said, Trump is the biggest danger to democracy, bigger than anything. Is that correct? The gravest threat to democracy this country has ever faced. Yes. So we're going to get into that in a second. But the minute Brian walked in, we started talking about the great collusion theory, right? So, uh, Brian, give me your thoughts on the indictment. Well, yeah, the indictment that Robert Mueller handed down on Friday, uh, 37 pages of really, well, I mean, it takes a lot more than just, you know, journalistic research to hand down that kind of indictment. They have to have mountains of... Yeah, it takes in partisan attorneys. <laughs> Robert Mueller's a Republican. <laughs> How can you say partisan? Robert Mueller is a Republican appointed by a Republican president. Okay, so I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how you can say partisan. But anyway, back to the well, point. Republicans aren't partisan? I mean, of course they are. But okay, so when, they are But partisan. in the context that you said partisan. Well, I didn't mean he was a Democrat. That is, he was partisan. That's kind of what it sounded like. But anyway, um, yeah, in the indictment that he handed down, uh, to hand down an indictment like that, there has to be incontrovertible evidence that's going to stand up to a grand jury, and the evidence that he uncovered was that there was uh, massive interference in our election, mostly online, uh, dig digital and social media, what Twitter these, and what Facebook. What did these horrible Russians do? They created fake accounts, assumed false personas, they got a hold of fake names, fake social security well, real numbers. names, they just weren't theirs. I mean, sure. The names are real, right? But the social security numbers and the bank account yeah. numbers were not real. And well, it wasn't a real bank account? The bank account numbers were not. So it wasn't a real bank account? The bank account was real. They were, you know, using these funds in order to buy Facebook ads and yeah. create all of these So they features. had a bank account that was real? Yeah. With a real I mean, bank account number? The money has to go somewhere. Right. So they had a but real bank account. The numbers that they were using was in order to hide their identity on PayPal. Yeah, which makes total and sense. digital transactions. They use a lot of cryptocurrency, right. too. But uh, anyway, the ads that they created were targeted to specific demographics in purple states. They had uh, people actually come to the United States, to, and they were here for about a month, I think the indictment said, mm -hmm. uh, to do These their... These were Russians. Yes, to do their Not their the Russian diligence. government. I mean, they could have been... Affiliated with the Russian government, but as far as you know, were they affiliated with the? Does the indictment say they were affiliated with the Russian government? I mean, I don't have all 37 pages of it memorized. I don't either. But as far as I can remember, I don't think so. I don't think it just said Russians, right? Horrible group of Russians. I mean, this company—it's pretty—it's an incontrovertible fact that this company meddled in our election with the specific intent of disparaging Hillary Clinton. And, uh, well, they weren't the only ones who were trying to disparage him. There was another whole group of people trying to disparage him, right? They were I mean, running against Hillary. Yeah, Fox News would be a big group on right. that, but that's another discussion. So in other words, so, we're not mad because they're trying to disparage Hillary because a lot of people were trying to disparage Hillary, right? Yeah. And, not just the Russians. And there's plenty, plenty of 
you know, facts and and uh, well-regarded opinions that and arguments to make yeah. that Hillary, you know, she had her flaws. She did, right. and that's you know. So they were just pointing out the truth in But cases. no, they weren't. But yeah. they attributed false quotes to her. One of which, especially saying that Sharia law would be a great, you right. know, asset to freedom so in they, this country. They, or something they, like they that. ran some so, fake ads. I mean, yeah, and these ads were numerous. They were like roughly a, how many were there? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they cite a specific number, but they were numerous. They were effective. Because they were effective because they targeted specific demographics. Just, just so we're clear on this, when you say the word effective, yeah. what does that mean? I'm gonna tell you. They targeted specific demographics of voters in purple states who, yeah, you know, swing voters in swing states such as Michigan, and, and Florida, by Colorado. By effective, you mean they changed their vote? I think so. Okay, but and, when you stop, you said it was effective. Yeah. Okay, but we don't know if it was effective, right? I mean, Trump won. That's, oh, wait know, a minute. exhibit Do, do we know anybody that changed their work? vote because they saw an ad like that? I mean, me personally, no, but I'm relying on anecdotal evidence. Well, let's, evidence let's, ask the, let's ask the indictment. Did the indictment cite any person that changed their ad because of the They're vote? not going to go around and interview all 65 million people that voted for Trump. That's well, not how the do they know this, it's effective then? That's not the point of this indictment. The point, the point of this indictment is to show that through these targeted digital ads on places like right. Facebook and Twitter where they created... Right. All sorts of bots right. and all sorts of fake accounts. And let's uh, agree they did all that. I'll agree they did all that, these Russians. I mean... They did all that. Yeah. I agree with the indictment. They're not so going to say something like that. So what? grand jury indictment would No, well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they did it. So what? Now they did it. So what? They took so, out a bunch of Facebook ads. So what is yeah. that with the landscape it is right as it is right now, yeah. digital media has a huge effect not just on... Our elections, but I mean, on pretty much everything now. Right? I agree with that too. But let's get back down to how effective these ads were. How much money was spent in the political election for digital advertising by this company that was named? Oh, total. I mean, total. I mean, a lot. Well, let's a give lot. let's get you know, so, a number. I know, for example, that Trump spent a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a fact, the that's number, a nice round figure. The number that they sure quoted, they, they actually quoted the guy. I saw the guy interviewed that actually ran the ads for Trump, and he said they spent $93 million. Yeah, the amount of money is not the argument, is not the argument here, because a lot of people are using, like, yeah, the Clinton campaign as a whole, I think, spent something like a billion dollars. A billion? On their, How on much their, they might have spent on social their media? Campaign. So, I think the Trump campaign spent a little bit, I mean, quite a bit less than that, actually, so because the media was so eager to get free right? coverage. Would you say most of the money was spent on advertising for Trump? I mean, most? Yeah. I define well, most. Would you, well, let's right? say, for example, if Clinton spent a billion and Trump spent a billion, would you say they spent $500 million on advertising between the two of them? I mean, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals here, and I'm not going to guess Wait, about we gotta, that kind of we got to guess about something, because no, we're your getting, position is that... The ads were effective, and I'm saying the if they spent three million bucks, the other guy spent five hundred million. Their ads were not effective at all. I think we're getting off track here because you're trying to implicate that the uh, the allegations made in this indictment are somehow maybe not false, but no, I'm not know. at all. I agree with the indictment. 
I'm saying the ads were not effective. They had no effect on the election. It's and the indictment, and that's what the indictment says. No, the indictment says. Now let me quote the indictment. It says, "No." Here's the exact quote: "No impact on the election." Read the indictment. No, no impact on the election. Yet they're not ready oh, to no, say no. that yet. Okay, they're not they ready never to say said that yet. yet. They just said but, no impact. Would you agree that so far it's not. the indictment has said that there is no impact on the election by these ads? No, no. Oh, so you think I the think indictment says there was an impact? Yes. Yes. Where in the indictment does it say that? I'm reading from it right now. I quoted this. No impact on election from the indictment. And I think that you're mis misapplying the context here. And the context is yeah. that these ads were had the sole purpose of, um, yeah, swaying votes. I, I agree. But, I'm but not disagreeing. they did that by sowing discord putting out plenty of, you know, I false agree, information, 100%. I agree. not about the candidates, but about one candidate. Well, Hillary I don't agree with that. But they, but, no, but they had the specific purpose of helping Donald Trump win the election. Okay, let's it say says yeah, that in the let's, I agree with that. So what? What do you mean, so what? So what? That, that, is, so a, what? that is a foreign company with possible ties to a foreign government yeah. meddling in our election process. And you think that's wrong? Duh. Would you think if we did it, it would be wrong? You know what? I know that the United States has had a hand so in you know, quite a few elections. We not only in meddle in their election, we kill the guy who runs the country and put somebody else in place. You know what? I'm not a member of any sort of spy community, so again, hypotheticals, that's not what we're here to talk about. Those aren't hypotheticals. I can show you reports from the CIA we ran the Shaw out. We ran Saddam Hussein out. We put we put troops on the ground. Was Saddam Hussein in charge of a uh, democratic country? I don't know what he was in charge of. I don't know. I don't really care. The point is, we meddle in all really the care. we I, meddle in the, the Iraqi too. government was a dictatorship. There okay. is a huge right. difference in. So, in other words, just so I'm clear on this, it's okay if we meddle in a dictatorship, a sovereign dictatorship, but it's not okay. But it's it's not okay if we. In meddle in a democracy, but it's okay if we meddle in a sovereign dictatorship. Is that correct? I think meddle in this word is in in this context is in Well, yeah, in the case of meddling, we put 10,000 people on the ground to throw the guy out. Which, I mean, is anyone going to argue that that was a bad thing, Saddam Hussein? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm trying to find the principle. I'm trying to find the democratic principle that's involved here. The principle is we are a democracy. Iraq was not. So in this case, it's okay for us to throw those guys out. But it's not okay for them to come over and run ads. Yeah, a dictator who's killed tens of thousands of okay, people. Okay, right. Of course it's okay to throw that guy. Okay, I'm just, I just want to make sure it's principle. So the principle is, if somebody kills a lot of people, we can go meddle in their election. But but if we didn't kill anybody, did we? And the Russians are meddling in our election. I mean, yeah, they are. And it's yeah. because Trump is a bought and paid for candidate by the Russians. There is huge potential for blackmail. I'm okay on everything you start to saying about the indictment. But when you move from the indictment to just a blatant statement like he's a bought and paid for by the Russians, if there was any evidence of that, wouldn't somebody... There hear? is evidence of that. I'm not just pulling well, this out. Where is the evidence there. of that? It's going to come. Okay, me. so it hasn't come and out yet. Wait a minute. No. Has it came out yet? Yes. Where is and it? The evidence, these yeah. these tapes that people have been talking about, 
They yeah. exist, but they haven't come out yet because Trump is being blackmailed by the Russian government. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you know the, that you have like some special. I mean, come a, on, the, Brian. The, no, the number one example of this is that Congress, the yeah. House of Representatives and the Senate, voted 517 to 5 to impose sanctions on Russia. And yeah. Donald Trump was just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Like, are you okay with that? Well, 517 to 5. Let me ask you That question. they voted to impose sanctions on Do you believe sanctions, sanctions have any impact? I believe that they could. Because, you, I don't can know you if show you... show me an example? So I have a lot of experience in sanctions over the last 40 years. Because I worked for companies that we had sanctions in different countries. Trump is a business person. He knows sanctions don't, don't, don't have an impact. They don't have an impact except at the, what I call the bullshit level. The top level. And the reason is because if you sanction a company like for oil, they'll get the oil from someplace else because the oil company will sell it to company A and sell it to company B. So I'm just saying, if I were in Trump's shoes and I looked at a bunch of sanctions, I'd say, what's the point? They're not going to help. I mean, I think that... Now you say he, he did not impose the sanctions because he's bought and paid for it by the Russian government. Yeah. And you realize that is an opinion. No, it's not. That's a fact. I, no, this is not just something I'm pulling out of. This is How not can just, you as a Democrat? This, this is, is the not problem just Democrats. No, no, don't give me a blanket statement about Democrats because well, when, you have you. People, when you have people like Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan yeah. and Devin Nunez and Jason Chavez and Donald Trump, who's the... Yeah, they're all bought and paid for by the Russians. They're all bought and paid for by somebody, whether it's the NRA yeah. or pharmaceutical companies yeah. or the Russian government as a whole. Yeah. They are, like... These top Democrats who use their positions in power yeah. as, you know, chairs of of, you, uh, of their committees, of their committees, yeah. their respective committees, to yeah. make decisions that are not in the best interest of their constituents, nor the country uh, as a whole. Okay, so give me an example of something Trump has done that's a danger to democracy. Where do I start? Oh, man. <laughs> Name one. Where do I start? Name one thing he's done. I'm really curious to see Well, what is the danger to democracy that Trump has done. Uh, the one that immediately comes to my mind is that the Trump administration outright banned the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, to use seven specific words in their studies. Okay. They uh, see the CDC. They've been banned since 1996 as Trump studying uh, gun violence as a health policy right. issue. But the Trump administration is significantly handcuffing their resources to be able to. Okay, make, just help me for example. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree that what you're saying is true. I don't know if it is or isn't, but I believe it, it is the truth. truth. Nothing, yeah, but, but tell me why is. that why that is a danger to democracy. Banning, I still get a chance to vote. Banning words. Can you vote? Banning words. Wait a minute. Can this you still is, vote? This is yes, I can. But this is well. Then part, how does democracy This change? is how it starts. This is part of a systematic attempt to stifle votes from people, especially in rural communities or you know right. minority voters. The the gerrymandering, especially, it's been incontrovertibly proven that it has a significant effect on minority communities. Okay, Stick, sticking on your seven words for a second. Sure. You, you know that there was a time when there was the most famous seven words that all you couldn't say on TV. Yes, I'm well you aware. You heard that, right? Yes, I'm well aware of George And Collins. nobody said that that was a, a danger to democracy. I think there's a huge difference between television 
and a government agency, especially when the order comes from the office of the president. Okay, so, but you do agree that that just because it's seven words doesn't make it a danger to democracy, because George Carlin That's, had seven words, he used them anyway. There's a huge difference between television banning the word right. fart from their, okay. from their shows okay, so, and the Trump administration banning the CDC from using okay, let's words stay on like that horrible point. Let's in stay, their studies. Let's stay on that point. So, in your opinion, that particular action is a danger to democracy. Now, today or in 20 years? I mean, both, to be quite honest. Because okay, did it affect anything you did today? No. Didn't affect anything I did. Do you know anything, anybody that affected? This is how it starts. What democracy, is it? What is it? This is, democracy is not just about whether or not you and I can walk into a polling booth tomorrow yeah. and cast our vote. That is not. What is it about? This is about whether or not the government has an opportunity to effectively do their job. And right now, yeah. a lot of a lot of elected officials don't. Again, because they they're, job. they're not making decisions that are in the best interest of the voters. They're making decisions that Trump are in the best interest of the voters. You, th you think those seven words were this allowed? This is just one example. Okay, of, let's go to another example then. Uh, just just today, I think. Let me ask a question. Was the tax cut was that a danger to democracy? In in my Judgment. Yeah. Yes. And I have a solution for that, by the way. Are you going to make more money this year or take home more money? No, because I make far too little money for okay, the tax but cuts. Okay, let's any assume that on. the Democrats, some Democrats, take home more money this year than they did last year because of the tax cut. Okay. And they don't like the tax cut, right? You know what my recommendation is? They give the money back. If they think the government can spend their money better than they can, I say, if you if you if you are a principal Democrat and you believe in all those principles. Then you should give the money back. You shouldn't take the tax cut. Because if you take the tax cut, then you're complicit. But going on. Complicit. So, because they took the tax cut. Yeah, because, well, because you're saying, the, I don't like the tax cut. Though, by the way, if it puts money in my pocket, I'm all for it. Well, why don't you give the money back, Mr. Democrat, if you're in favor, if you're against the tax cut? Look, I'm not going to talk about how the other you know, 200, 250 million people in this country file their taxes. Obviously, yeah. excluding the roughly right. 100 million who are too young to have to file taxes. But the the tax cut, by and large, not just by and large, it's, it's a danger I mean, to democracy. Because it gives, like, it's, honestly, it gives numerous benefits to the top 1% of the country. It gives numerous benefits yeah. to the... The corporations who uh, also, by and large, donate right donate huge no, I, I sums of money. There, and I did the the Koch brothers alone are going to donate four hundred not just donate but they're going to spend four hundred million dollars this year in order to help Republicans well, win elections. Money. They don't. You're die. not against them because they're rich, are you? <clears throat> no, I'm. I'm not against them because they're rich. I'm against them because. They're using their business. You don't like the way they spend their money? No, I don't. Because Do you think they have a right to spend their money the way they want? They're spending it to help people that believe people in what they that, believe in. If they're spending it, yeah, they are. And yeah, good for them that they made that much money. But right. they're spending it in order to make sure that 
those who don't make that much money don't have as much of a say. It's now it's no longer one voice, one vote. Since the yeah. Citizens United decision that was handed down right. by the Supreme Court, the corporations and the super PACs have way too much power. And, and I don't disagree with that, uh, but I this whole rich thing always baffles me because, let's see, uh, uh, what did Carnegie do with all of his wealth? Built what? Oh, I haven't talked to the guy. Libraries. Yeah. All the libraries you go to in the United States were funded by wealthy people, right? And, and if, we go, to, if and we go Bill to Gates a, is donating 99% of Gates, his salary to charity. So these rich Warren people Buffett's are horrible. Guy. These <laughs> people are horrible because they made all their money. What are they doing with it? They're creating jobs for other people. Oh, gosh, that's so terrible. These corporations that we're giving tax break to, what do they do? They, they actually create oh, jobs yeah. for people. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that the, uh, the creating jobs and all that sort of corporate speak. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Corporate thing. speak. If all the corporations went away, who would you work for? If you work for an advertising firm, right? Yeah. They sell ads. They help, you know, their they, clients they, create the ads. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're basically in favor of conspicuous consumption. They don't care if you need it or not. They're going to write an ad that causes you to buy it. First and of all, work. I don't know what you mean by conspicuous, but... It I means that when you, read it, when you see an ad, it means like when I go to Costco, I buy stuff I don't need because the ads are so good. Yeah, now you work for I'm an advertising sure company. Advertising companies are in business to basically tell you how to spend your money. And, and, and I don't... They I tell you how they like you to spend your money. Well, they they write... They, we were talking earlier about how effective social media is, right? Your average, your company you work for is very big in social media. They get multi-million dollar contracts to promote their company's products on social media. Sure. So we know social media is effective in that way, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. So if you and see your company advertising something that you don't like, would you quit? I mean, it depends on what they were advertising. Okay. If they were advertising a burger that I thought, you know, Which, didn't, didn't taste good, then no. What if it made people quit, fat? If what? Yeah, burgers. If you, you, eat, them, if you right? eat them three times a day, yeah, a burger is going to make See, you. See, I'm fat. just trying to understand this whole deal. We're talking about two thing. completely different things because what yeah. you're trying to do is take something completely innocuous yeah. and related to something that that's is... what we Republicans do. Let's go back to your central theme, and that is Trump is a dangerous democracy. Yes, We've established, is. I believe, that he's he's told some people. They can't use these seven words. Oh my God! Democracy. Just, it's like that's just one example. That's the domino but, theory. That's how we got into the Vietnam War, by the way. People bought into domino theory. If you don't go there and fight, they'll become communists. Now, yeah, going back, that's, that's one. That the you you thought the tax cut was a danger to democracy. So I, I said, give your money back. If you ever, if you make enough, you get the cut. I think it's a, back. I think it's a danger to the middle class for sure. Okay. Because the the tax cut doesn't stay the same for the rest of time. Right. You know, by the time the Democrats wouldn't let it, the the, the Democrats no. would not let it. That was the deal. No. That the Democrats that is, wanted. They no. said you're going to have to give, you're going to have to take the tax cut only after seven years. That was a Democratic idea, not a Republican idea. The Republicans no. want a tax cut to go on forever. And in seven years, it gets worse. It gets much worse, yeah, it gets worse for people who make. Under seventy-five thousand yeah. dollars, the Democrats wanted no, that. No, for people who make less than seventy-five thousand dollars, their tax cut goes away, and people who make that you know was more part than, of what the Democrats wanted. Ha, no, it, <laughs> because Republicans, 
Republicans, the Democrats want people under seventy five thousand who make less than seventy five thousand dollars to keep more of their money. Well, the Republicans let, want people who make you know more than two hundred thousand, more than a million dollars to have well, more tax cuts, as if they don't I can have enough Republicans by being able to store their profits in okay. offshore tax. We're never going to agree on that because I think that I, I'm all in favor of people becoming wealthy because I see what wealth does; it creates jobs. Yeah. Now. Go back to danger to democracy. We've established that the tax credit, tax cuts, are a danger to democracy. We've established that these magic seven words are a danger to democracy. It's now, what else is on your list? Oh, go ahead. What else is on your list? We got time. Yeah, we do have time. It turns out that for a government to run effectively, yeah. it has to also be effectively staffed. I mean, right. how many hundreds of government agencies are there that employ how many hundreds of thousands of people? So let's and talk Trump, about that. So you think that because they're not fully staffed, that's a danger to democracy? Yes, because how they do don't work for the government now. Hundreds of thousands. I don't have hundreds exact of number. thousands. I don't have the exact you know that one out of every seven people in the United States works for a government. I, a federal government employs like fifteen million people. How many people do they need? A lot. Because, oh because, because, I mean, how much paperwork do you have to go through just to get a new passport? Hey, that's just, my whole point. But Trump is trying to it's necessary. It's No, it's necessary. And look, there's, there's one thing that on principle that I can agree on, and that is, yeah, the bureaucracy, the red tape, can, be, many can be a bit burdensome. Yeah, they can, they, the, Gettys, the Gettysburg address had, what, something like two or three hundred yeah, miles. But there's no today. reason that the tax code has to be... You know, hundreds of thousands of words. It'll, it'll, it'll never but, be reduced, and the Democrats won't let it. And there's another thing, no, too. That, uh, another point, too. I love that, how you automatically blame the Democrats for everything. As, they as, they if, as if the Democrats are the ones in charge. Okay. The Republicans have the majority no, in that, all three houses. You the point. And, and you're going to sit there and blame the Democrats for what's going on right now? Come on. How? How? I'll say it. I'll how? answer it. You want me to? Because the way our the way the voting system works, a minority group who is not in the majority, yeah, the way the voting system, yeah, they can't control that, right? Yeah, because Hillary it's like Clinton right now, if, if totally didn't win the popular vote, didn't she? No, she didn't win the popular vote. She won it by three by more than three million. Votes. So what? what so she won so it by what? ten million. If we did this by a straight popular vote, she'd be the president. But we're a democracy, you'd still right? Be so we don't do it like that. How? Do, you're in favor of democracy, right? Are you not in favor of the electoral college? I mean, there's pros and cons Are you to having it. You know, I I wouldn't mind us seeing going to a straight popular vote. The the electoral college can have its pros and cons for sure, but um, I think that there is a better way to run our elections. Absolutely, and people, you know, and this is not just anecdotal evidence. Yeah. People were saying in large numbers that they were suddenly thrown off the voter rolls for absolutely no reason. Someone, many people who say did not vote in the 2014 midterms, when no. they showed up to vote in the 2016 election, their names weren't there. Let's go back. How so, does you, that kind of thing okay, I don't know the answer. in so many different states happen? And people are trying to keep it that same way. Probably, Chris Kobach Co is, of is one of them. Yeah, it did. Tens of thousands of times in New York alone that people were kicked Maybe off the Maybe a million times. I mean, look, tens of thousands of times. And most of, of them were probably Republicans, right? 
No. Most no. Democrats. It's it has been shown that the yeah. gerrymandering and the uh, voter fraud, quote unquote, right. efforts that have been perpetuated by Donald Trump and people like Chris Kobach right. largely affect minority voters, and it's because minority voters are much more likely to vote Democrat. You know. Right. And okay. So let's go back to your point about the we've established tax cuts. Are danger to democracy. We've established yeah, seven the middle words. Class, that's for sure. Okay, well that's democracy, right? I mean, there are a lot more is, but, middle but, class people. But are we talking? So would you agree that your opinion is that tax cuts are danger to democracy? I'm not going to call it tax cuts a danger to democracy, but I'm certainly going to call them a threat to the middle class. Okay, because it's been and, and we, with seven words are danger to democracy. And the third thing was. We haven't stacked up our federal government with no bureaucrats. In order for it to... No, this is not about bureaucrats. This is in order for the government to run effectively. Okay, the, so is there any part of the government that you know now... Well, have you known any part of the government to ever run effectively in the first place? I've been around for 50 years. All I know for 50 years, people all have talked about how it doesn't run effectively. Look, it runs a lot better when it's properly okay, staffed. Do you know any department... That's not running effectively because it's understaffed. Yeah, I mean the well, the, the, the Department of the Interior. Let's talk. Let's talk okay, about that that's, for that's a, a second. Good because so they're, they're not running effectively because the funding for their department has been significantly decreased. Because well, that doesn't Trump, mean they're not effective. It just means they don't have as much money to spend. It, money is what is money buying? What does money buy? I don't know. Salaries for pit for them to no, hire. No, but the people. reason the reason the, no, but we don't know for sure if they need more people. They do. They oh, do. Oh, they do. Because yes. Well, how because do you know that? How do the Democrats know that the Department of Interior? You know the old joke about well, you went in the Department of Interior and there was a guy there and he was crying. He was crying. He was bawling and his tears were coming down out of his eyes and they said, "What happened? What happened?" And he said, "My farmer died." I mean. They, no, this pre- is the first time I'm hearing that. For joke. years, the Maybe department. All I can tell you is that there's any one thing life. that I could say for sure that I've that I've heard for for well, at least 50 years, if if not more, is that the government a is ineffective. I don't think anybody says it's effective. Secondly, the government is overstaffed. And the third thing, you take the Department of Interior, where we pay farmers not to grow things. I, I don't get why they need more people. Okay. First of all, I, I don't know about that. Second of all, the, what, you don't the, think we do that? What pay farmers? We not pay to farmers grow not to grow things. I don't know. I've I've only got you know one or two farmers in my Google family. that. Google that, and you'll find out that there's yeah. the biggest program DOE has is they have these economists. No, you said DOE has Department of Energy. I'm yeah, talking about I, the Interior. I mean, the yeah, majority I, I of their right. department I, is to handle. National parks. Yeah, and that's and okay. I don't know about the parks, but I know the farmers. The parks is pretty significant, it's, and it's not just you know oh, yeah. about some tree hugging yeah. environmental conservation type of parks. thing. Yeah, yeah, we do, and it's because the development they don't have enough money to run the parks. The DOE or Department of Interior. The Department of Interior doesn't have enough money to keep themselves properly staffed and, to run and the it's parks. not just about the paperwork it is yeah it's then about we the have people many parks. who are actually no we don't no we don't and that isn't but, but you'll agree that's because that that's an opinion I mean yeah it's an okay. opinion that you can have that doesn't yeah, no, mean I'm it's not correct. saying it's not correct how many parks have you been to in the United States 
Uh, national parks, I've been to seven. How many do we have? It's what, I think we're pretty close to 100. Okay, isn't the government the largest landowner in the United States? I mean, yeah, there's, so we have so a there's, lot of land. there's, there's quite a bit of acreage there. I don't know if we're, I don't know if that <laughs> know makes the, the largest landowner. But I've heard a number of times. No, so I'm driving is, no, maybe we've got is, too many parks. The, no, we don't. And the point of... But wait a minute, we, if we, we'd agree, let's say that, I'll agree that you think we don't have enough parks. I'm not saying that we need more. I'm saying the ones that we have now yeah. need proper protection. And I and think it's we not just because no, and it's not just because. So we disagree on the parks. Yeah, and let me no, wait a second. Let me make my point here, right? Because I'm getting interrupted. Let me make my point: is that the benefit of these parks is not just to protect, you know, as a a famous land or you know a group of trees. It is about protecting the ecosystem as a whole. And certainly a park ranger can speak about this much more expertly and eloquently than I can. But the basic gist of it is environmental conservation and protection is crucial, crucial to maybe not solving, but at least helping us, you know, uh, reverse the, the man-made effects that climate change is having on our planet and our country. And that is why the conservation of these parks is so crucial. And when and I agree. President Trump spends the you know entirety of his day tweeting and reversing every policy that President Obama enacted while he was in office is a blatant attempt to turn our country as a whole into Biff Tannen's alternate reality and back to the future. Okay? It's it's like it's honestly mind-numbing. And the entire point of it is to there are hundreds of examples of how Trump is threatening democracy. And well, so and what it and what it does is it makes people tired. It exhausts them to the point of, oh well, that's just another crazy shitty thing that Trump said today. I guess it's just the new normal. And that is the idea. I, I personally think that, yeah, Trump is a puppet in a much grander scheme. Well, you've and, it's gonna and it's going to take decades for us to truly understand the scope. So, so he's been there for a year. year. No, it's not just for the past year since he's been president. Yeah, he's done and it's not even president. just And it's not even just since he declared his yeah. candidacy. It's that there has been a gradual eroding of the of the not Democratic, just from Trump, from no, not long just time. not just from Trump, including Obama. No, oh, he didn't erode it. <laughs> Obama, who was the, Obama did his best to who preserve was the guy it, that started the eroding? John F. Kennedy that started the eroding of yeah, democracy of our de democratic processes. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, how far it, back did you go? I mean, Nixon probably. What about Kennedy? What about did he erode democracy? Not as far as Eisenhower. as far as I know, based on everything that Eisenhower, I've read about him, Truman, Eisenhower and Truman were good. So, presidents. in other words, democracy started and to be eroding, eroded, I guess, when Nixon got elected. When Nixon, you know, started to become started to become drunk on his power. Yeah, he, right. It's and I'm now, by the not, way, who got us into the Vietnam War? I'm curious. Who got us into it? Who got us into it? 
I mean, yeah, it started in '65, so yeah. If Who would you say got us into that? I, Johnson, Lyndon Johnson was president was in 1965. Yeah. yeah. And if was you're going to try to pin yeah. the entirety of Vietnam on a president who was only in office for three out of the ten years yeah. that the war was. Well, who started active. Vietnam? Who's, who, who started? Who got us into it? It has. Was look, it Johnson? Yeah, he might. He sent troops over I'm there. I'm trying to find but out. Richard when Nixon the intentionally, intentionally, right? Sabotage peace talks with Vietnam in order to help himself win election. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. he, he started the erosion of democracy. Absolutely. Just what about Clinton? Clinton erode erode democracy? I don't think so. No. So Obama didn't. Clinton didn't. I don't think so. No. And Nixon I'm did. not talking about it all comes to the president. Yeah, the buck stops here and everything else, which Trump, he takes credit for every good thing and deflects blame for every bad thing. But, uh, you know, that's... that's well, I can see you're passionate thing. about what you what you believe. I can see that. It's, not just, it's it. not just passion. It's not just beliefs. I'm telling you that the things that I read... And yeah. studies that I've that have been shown, right. and it's just it it is it is so gradual. It's let it's me, like you know the shifting of the continents. Let me it let really me ask you a question. And right now it is coming to a head. This where do you is, think it's going to end? Where do I think it's going yeah. in? What, in other words, if democracy is eroding, what is it eroding to? It's I I, you know, I'm. I'm Scared to think of where it could erode to. Quite honestly, what I what I hope happens is that we finally get a grip on ourselves. Yeah, really, is that we finally get a grip on ourselves and realize that Trump, this narcissistic, this sociopathic, this egotistic, this bigoted white supremacist of right. a president, is absolutely doing everything he can. With other Republicans that are using right. their positions of high power, and I'm not implicating the entire GOP. Right. I'm not. Well, I'm, not ge- I'm not. I'm not generalizing everybody right. the way you have been yeah. with me, and you know, all Democrats think this. No, I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is that it's specifically people like Donald Trump and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, Ben Menendez, Jason Chaffetz, they are trying their damnedest to make sure that their pockets are fat as fat as possible, that their donors' pockets are as fat yeah. as possible, and damn, well, let's go back. everyone who comes against them. Let's go the, back to what, what democracy is going to become. If we erode democracy, what will we become? I mean, I'm certainly scared that we would become something akin to North Korea, where there is that sort of forced patriotism. And... So you think you think hey, patriotism can absolutely be a anybody, good thing, but it can also well, be a virtue of the vicious. And it comes back to the reaction that President Trump called people who were exercising their First Amendment rights yeah. of peaceful protest, called them sons of bitches, and he called them that right. because they were black. Yeah. That is the only reason he called them. You believe them. that. Yeah, no, it's not just about what I believe. It's about everybody when you look at that. it's about no, not everybody believes that, and it's unfortunate because when you look at so his people reactions, that don't believe that when you wrong. look at his reactions right. to something like uh, a black player exercising his right to protest right. by kneeling during the anthem, 
or his right. reaction to a white supremacist who drove his car through a crowd of anti-fascist demonstrators right. in Charlottesville. Good people on both sides. Right. Good What's people your point on of, both sides. What is your point my, here? My point is, is that when, because you're talking about, you know, where's democracy headed? No, I haven't talked about it. I've asked you yeah, your, your opinion. Yeah, you're talking about yeah, yeah, I'm not asking about it. I'm asking where you. Where I think it's headed and where I hope it's headed might be two different things. Where I hope it's headed is that we can get back to using government as a place that people trust. Yeah. Right now, so what people, you, what people, year did we trust it? I'm curious. I mean, did you trust it like five years ago? It's no. All 300 million people aren't gonna trust the government because of you know well, one you person's say, in power yeah, and one say, person's not. What I'm wrong. talking about trust is that we can depend on the government to actually you know do everything they can when things go wrong. Now, when did we Natural do that? Natural disasters, things like that. When did we do that? Before Trump got elected. So. Under every president before Trump, we trusted the government to do those things. We trusted them to help as best they could during natural disasters. And since Trump, and we don't we don't trust the government anymore. By and large, no. Okay. No. And you you believe that your feeling is 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 uh, I'm definitely not the only one who. Well, no, I'm sure you could find more people, and maybe two, four, I don't know, 12, maybe five no, million. This is I'm trying to find out at what point in your life did you trust the government? Before Trump got elected. When Obama was elected, you trusted the government? I 100% trusted the government, maybe as a whole, and I trusted President Obama and the people that he appointed and... The people, because it's, again, it's hundreds of thousands of people who work for the government on federal, state, and local levels. Right. Okay. I trusted them to just, in now, general, now Trump do, gets elected. In general, do the right thing, yeah. and the right thing is what is in the best interest of But now that Trump's elected, all these hundreds of thousands of people who work for the government are not trustworthy. I'm not talking about them. Them are not trustworthy. Yeah. I'm talking about the people who make decisions, who give orders to their subordinates. Those because people aren't trustworthy. No, no. But Obama's not. people are trustworthy. I found them trustworthy. Yes. Who was that? Who was the attorney general under Obama? I don't know. Got in all that trouble. Now he's in. Now he's back in Chicago. Um, now before Obama, who was the president for Obama? Bush. Was Bush trustworthy? I think towards the, yeah, the beginning he was. He was trustworthy. I mean, it, look, I was, you know, what, 13 years old when he was first elected. And, yeah. uh, you know, At 13, seven, you trust it's... everybody, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that in 2004, if I were old enough to vote for uh, president, I would have voted for George W. Bush just because yeah. there was, based on what we knew at the time, at the time, I'm talking yeah. about what we knew at the time. I'm not talking about hindsight is 2020 and everything like that because yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think at the time I would have voted for George W. Bush just yeah. because of everything that had been happening in the past three years, and it would have been hard to change leadership, um, you know, at that time, at that point. Because but so, um, okay, so Bush getting, getting back to today, yeah. um, you just I mean you can throw you can use every horrible adjective in the book for President Trump and they would be accurate but the big one is laziness laziness you and it's not just he's you lazy know, absolutely 
and it's not just Michael Wolf's book. You can discredit the claims. Yeah. You know, he makes them that if you want, even though Me. his his book was so incredibly well So your position is Donald Trump Why? is lazy. Oh, 100%. And you have uh, huh. quotes from, from senior staffers, and it's not just one guy who said something right. one time. It is every single week. We're hearing something from people... Uh, from senior staffers and junior level staffers who are in the White House every day, and, and they see say what Trump happens. is lazy. Yes, and and they have said that he watches TV twelve hours a day. You know, President Obama said that he never watched TV because he already knew what people were going to say on TV anyway because he was president. He was so smart. Well, he was no, so smart. No, because he was president because he was given that but information before. But do you realize how egotistical before, it no, is for no, president no, 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 no. to say that? You're I don't watch no. TV because I know what they're going to say? Yeah, because he was given that information before it's given to the news organizations. So, in other words, he controlled all the information that's going on TV. No, you're, well, you just you're trying to paint a much different picture, and it's, no, an, inac and it's an inaccurate one. I'm quoting what the you reason said. that The reason that President Obama and every other president... Yeah as well, knew what was going to be said on TV. They don't have to watch it. It was because they were given the information by their communications director, by their press secretaries, by their chiefs of staff. So they control the information. No, it's not about controlling the information. It's about knowing the information. Well, the who, president has who, to know but who, what's going on in the world the before, the, before the news does. Well, they do? Yes, of course they do. That's how they're able to make smart decisions. So I'm just trying to understand this because this is totally new to me. So your position is how is this how is this new? Well, it's, it's, it's new because you're telling me the president of the United States thing. knows what's going on in the news before the Not news. Not what's going on in the news. What's going on in the world? What's going, before? Who knows? Before the before, before the, the media knows. Before the media knows. So he knows in front of, of the media. He knows yeah, before, before the media knows. The president. So how does he know? Somebody calls him on the phone and says we're about to. How does, how does the president know that? The president's chief of staff and walks into the room and says, Mr. President, there has been right. a car bombing in Afghanistan. So this that's how he knows. This many people died. This right. many people are injured. Right. It's going to, the news is going to break in an hour. Right. Here's the information. We're going down to the situation right. room right now. Right. This has been a generally accepted fact. And President Trump, he gets his daily briefings from Fox and Friends like it's okay. Well, and he doesn't read the daily briefings that the intelligence communities give him, they try to dumb it down as much as possible, use as many pictures as they possibly can, and he still doesn't want to hear it. Brian, he, you're a smart guy. Yeah, thank you, but I think that you're yeah. trying to, you know, take my words out of context. I'm and, actually I'm not trying to do anything. I'm actually just trying to quote you, but... Um, yeah, if you pretty, think I am, it's pretty easy to take the quote out of context. Yeah, I, I'm not trying right. to do anything. I have no, I have no agenda here. I don't think I'm even a Republican. I know I'm not a Democrat. I, I'm more of a person who believes in certain policies as opposed to whether you're Republican or Democrat. Probably, if you were to ask different questions, I, you know, I'm probably closer to it being an independent than anything. And, and I think, and, and, no, no, I yeah. think, I think yeah. if I can just say, yeah. I think that's great because yeah. single issue voters yeah. can be a huge detriment to um, and, uh, choosing the right elected officials. We have a problem, but the more history I read, for example, I just read a lot of uh, the background on Truman and, you know, he was revered, not, re he was reviled, he was hated. And, and yet, 
you know, there's so many people who were against him, yet now he's considered to be one of the greatest presidents we had. I don't know how those things happened. Well, I, I don't mean, know, for example, how trends are created. Now, we've got to actually kind of terminate. I love the conversation. I love your passion. Um, and I'm sure you're going to do something really great in the world of a political nature because people with your passion should be running for state senator and, and, or state representative, which would be a good thing for you to do. I, I, I wonder why people wait till they're later in life to run for office. I think they should be running when they're in their 20s or early 30s, run for office. Because well, you, there, well, there's an age minimum. You have to be yeah. 25 years old to run for Congress or Senate. You have to be 35 in order to run for president. Well, there you but, go. How old uh, are you? To, are you uh, I'm 30, and uh, I can't you say... you got five years to be president. <clears throat> I can't say anything right now, but anyone who listens to this, I hope they remember my name. They probably will, right? I, it's, I, I hope they do. Um, this is going to be around for like 20 years. And, so it's, this, and it's amazing how 20 years, 50 years can apply. This will be around can apply context to an After event, I die, somebody will be listening to this, and they'll say, Brian Clausen? This is what you said 20 years ago? You know, if they want to bring it up, that's fine with me. That's <laughs> so, fine. yeah, I listen, just, it's I just wonderful you having you on the interview. I love it. You're so passionate. You're articulate. I think you're much better prepared than you were the last time. And by the way, I'm very happy you got a job with an advertising company locally because I just think they're a great, uh, a great company. But um, the whole principle of advertising is questionable, I think. The advertising... Uh, Marshall McLuhan, conspicuous consumption. You know, he'll say advertising was the worst thing we ever decided to do in the United States of America because it caused people to buy things that they really didn't need. That's besides well, the it's point. up to the individual to decide that. Well, that's 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 kind of what I was thinking about Company democracy. Company has a product they're going to try their hardest to sell. That's kind of what I was thinking about democracy too. But listen, thanks a lot for coming over here today. I appreciate it. Thank Have a good day. Me. Good luck in your job, and we'll do it again. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much. This is webtalkwithbob at gmail.com signing off. That was Brian Clausen. I believe Brian doesn't like Trump, and he's a Democrat. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was good. Very argumentative guy. You know that? Uh... I'm brought to you courtesy of-